In his private sessions and within this philosophy, Alexander utilizes two astrologically-based systems to help us understand the differences in each individual and identify the ideal communication styles between our types. In this episode, we will discuss an overview of the human design system at an introductionary level, touching on the fundamentals of what makes it such an invaluable tool. So now let's open our minds and talk human design with Alexander. Let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander, uncovering our authentic self through self awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. One of the tools that we've talked about in all the podcasts up until this point that we utilize when discussing the frequency based philosophy, but also you utilize when consulting. Uh, personal clients is the human design and we're finally going to talk about it here and do a brief overview so people at home can uh, contact you and get their report uh, and their chart and we'll be able to utilize this podcast to understand more fully what they're looking at yeah and this is a it is just a tool there are many tools out there Uh, this is one that I uh, grew very fond of very quickly because it it does help you understand your energetic makeup and on a subtle level how you are affecting the world and how the world is affecting you to really help empaths understand why they are taking on other people's energy and in what area and how to work with uh, getting better at managing that. So this is uh, in combination with the Destiny uh, card system, which is just a uh, basically Egyptian numerology that they use a deck of cards for the language. Uh, these two systems together, the human design and this Egyptian numerology, cover such a wide range of information to help us in everyday life. I happen to feel that if you understand the vehicle that you're operating optimally, then you can uh, expand and stretch those boundaries, just like anyone that truly understands the functioning of a uh, mechanism such as a hot rod uh, car. And they understand that from a mechanic standpoint, an engineer standpoint, then they can, within a uh, more clear understanding, know how to stretch the limits of that vehicle and what it can do. And so that's what this self-development work is all working towards, to take what we've been given and to optimize the usefulness of that and stop comparing ourselves to others and truly step into this individual role and come together as communities and help one another rather than being in this competition. And I happen to feel that the very first step of this is learning about ourselves and seeing ourselves as clear as possible. So when somebody has a chart, that was created for them. First of all, it's based off of your birth date, your birth time, and area. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. And once somebody has their chart and looking at it, they're going to see kind of a, a human laid out with the uh, 
energy centers or chakra systems and a bunch of numbers connected with things uh, filled in and empty in color. And then they also will get a list of different numbers and and words. And we're just going to briefly go over what those would mean. Yes. And one other thing I want to say before we get into that description is that the human design system is a fairly new system within the last 20 years or so. And it's a combination of many systems brought together. So it's it's not necessarily something new, but it is including anatomy and the I Ching and numerology and the chakra system. Um, so it's a wonderful system, uh, kind of a combination system of things that have been around for thousands of years even. Um, so, yes, getting into this as far as the different types of people, there are five different makeups of people, and this affects our communication with one another. And those different types are manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, and reflectors. And depending on what type you are uh, determines a big level as to how you uh, communicate with others, how you receive their information, uh, whether you are designed to wait for an invitation or whether you were designed to make things happen with your voice. So this helps people clear up uh, questions about their ability to manifest and why they have certain friends or know people that can make things happen by just talking about it, but they've gone through so much frustration. There's been lots of information over the past few years about uh, manifesting and subtle energies and how to create uh, more happiness and things in your life. And uh, this uh, podcast is about uh, something very different from all that. It is uh, learning to uh, operate what you've been given to an optimal level and to expand after that rather than just looking at it from you can create everything. So Aaron and I happen to be uh, the same type, and that is a generator. So literally for manifestors, um, they can just say what they want to create, and it is other people make it happen for them. Um, but there's only 8% or so of the population that, that are manifestors. And so at the same time, it has to be understood that there's a very large responsibility for everything that you say is created. So these people, when they talk about negative things, they continuously bring that into their lives and create more and more of it. See, in generators, like I was saying, Aaron and I are, um, we know what we don't want better than what we do want. So ours is a process of elimination by sifting through and accepting what doesn't light our fuse, so to say, to get to what does. And some people can be judged as pessimists uh, when they're really just generators uh, sifting through what they don't resonate with. And then the manifesting generators are kind of on a sliding scale, I like to say, between the manifester and the manifesting generator or the generator. Um, and in that sliding scale, some of the manifesting generators are more like manifestors and some are more like generators. And that is different per person. 
And it's very interesting to now over uh, 10 years of working with the system to see the different types of manifesting generators. They can truly be all over the place. But see, they can make things happen, but part of their discipline is to wait for the right timing, to stick their toe in, not go full-fledged. Uh, lots of manifesting generators are burning the candle at both ends. They're doing way too much, and they eventually burn out and get stressed out. And then we're going to jump to projectors, which my sons happen to be. And uh, projectors are designed to wait for the invitation. Uh, they find that their life will go a lot smoother when they're not busy trying to create and manifest things or to butt into conversations, but wait for the right invitations. And then reflectors, reflectors are the only or the most are the most empathic of all of the types because they don't have any defenses in the system. They're completely open in all of their centers. And so they are excellent um, at acting, at um, portraying roles, uh, because they can basically become a chameleon in just about any situations or anybody that they're around. So each type has a specific communication style. Let's talk a little more about that. Uh, so not all generators operate exactly the same, but the general each type has a general communication style. And with manifestors and manifesting generators, as it goes with the title, you want to approach them in a way to where you make them think that everything is their idea. So you approach them with more questions than statements um, because they are the ones that are used to uh, creating things and making things happen. So you get through a lot quicker with them when you ask them questions or ask them their opinion um, to finally get your view in after they get their view. So generators are, as I said earlier, we know what we don't want better than what we do want. So if our partners or our friends cannot take it negatively when we don't want uh, a particular thing to eat or go to a particular movie, we may not know it until we hear it. And so that's why it can be um, a stigma can be put around being a pessimist. But really, it's just as simple as someone saying, uh, hey, do you want to grab something to eat? And I say, sure. And they say, what do you want? And I say, well, I don't really mind. I don't have anything um, that I've been thinking about eating. And they start naming things. Do you want Italian? No. Do you want Japanese? No. Do you want Indian? Yes. Uh, because I may not know it until I hear it. And so that's what works with the generators. With the projectors, they're designed to wait for the invitation. So lots of times they have a lot of energy that is vacant and they are very influenced by others around them and so they can shift and change depending on who they're around so when i was raising my two sons um, it was never about what they were going to be doing but it was always who are you going to be doing it with it's always a who with a projector and it's very similar with the reflectors, even though there's only literally about 2% of the population that are reflectors, but they are the most empathic. They are, they are influenced the most because they have so much, uh, so many centers um, open. So you approach them uh, by inviting them in. And once again, it's better than uh, demanding things or going at them with force. They just start to shut down. So my hope for this is just even with that basic introduction of the different types for people to understand that there are a minimum of five different ways that people take in uh, and interact information from from one another. 
And hopefully this will get down into working with parents, with children, and even eventually into school systems to truly hopefully get our systems um, based around how people truly receive information rather than just how we want to give it. So next on your chart, you will see two numbers separated by a backslash, and it will be numbers one through six and then one through six. And these are the profile numbers, which kind of make up your personality. The first one being what you see in yourself, and the second one being what others would see in you and may not be as obvious. And then we also have the strategy, which is how we are to respond as our different types. Yes, and with the 12 different um, profile numbers, uh, these numbers go from one to six, and this is connected with the I Ching for anyone that's familiar with that. And um, there are, uh, once we get into the gates and the channels, there are 64 gates, which are 64 hexagrams in the I Ching. So that's how that all starts to come together. But with the profiles, um, you've got, as Aaron said, uh, one number and then a backslash and another number. Uh, my number happens to be 41, and Aaron's number happens to be 35. With the first number, it is what you consciously kind of know about yourself, um, personality-wise. The second number is equally as important but less noticed because it's in your subconscious and it's more about what people, other people recognize in you that you may or may not agree with. Um, so typically the, the, the first number is of a little more importance and the secondary number is like a supportive number. So I'm going to give a brief description of this uh, just one through six. And so the number one, it is all about solitude and time alone. And that's very, very important for number ones. Also with number ones, they carry some of the highest levels of insecurity. Um, so they can be seen externally as very uh, strong and um, and very good speakers and presenters. But inside, lots of times, those people are really, uh, you know, carrying a nervousness or an insecurity about mainly never feeling like they know enough about the subject that they are sharing. And so that helps to perpetuate them to always grow more. Then number two, two is known as one of the most supportive numbers. They want everyone around them to prosper while they're prospering they they typically see um instead of competition they see that we can help every uh, each other grow the issue with twos lots of times is they can get lost in their partner's uh direction so they can be guilty of supporting other people and then for one reason or another getting dropped and left behind and that's the ongoing story with a lot of twos so uh number three Threes are some of the most uh, creative um, numbers that there are, but remember that restlessness comes with creativity. So when this energy isn't properly being dispersed, it brings in indecision, worry, and uh, fickleness or um, poor decisions. So it's very important for a three person to make sure that they have a creative outlet um, or the, the heaviness starts to weigh on them. Then the fours, Fours are basically here for the overall good of everyone involved. If you can view some type of institution like the church or 
um, any institution where there is a a leader or a teacher and everyone is interested in learning, that's even our school establishments, um, that's typically what the foreperson is here for, to share information and share information in front of large groups typically um, and to be a proponent of that overall good for everyone involved. The number five uh, has a certain level of um, – social to them they can normally thrive in social uh, because it's all about contacts that they're making and typically fives can make uh, contacts very well the obstacle with the fives are speaking their truth and saying it in a useful time frame they can be very guilty for letting stuff build over time and internally they really think that they are managing it or dealing with it um, but they're really not. It's a is creating a, a pressure like a pressure cooker, and uh, normally there will be an explosion or blow up at some point in time. And normally the person that is receiving that uh, truly don't understand uh, what's happening um, because that it's been covered up so well. Then with the six, six are the visionaries, um, the typical philosophers, uh, the artists. Uh, they can see the whole picture. Um, they're very social people, but they can be uh, they like to be the one talking. They like to be the one directing the the gathering, so to say, especially directing the conversation. Um, their issue can be from time to time finding a way to get other numbers to understand their vision because they don't want to get caught up in the details. Um, some of the lower numbers are more detailed oriented, like the ones or the fours or the twos um, more. Uh, detail-oriented, and then the social numbers are four, five, and six, um, where fours are mostly about uh, groups and uh, people learning stuff. Five are really some of the most social people, and then six enjoy social, where it's um, basically around them um, sharing the information. So they all have equal amounts of so-called good and so-called bad uh, characteristics, and there are 12 different combinations of those numbers. And depending on your combination, uh, tells you a good bit about your uh, personality, both in how you see yourself and how others see you. And as far as strategy goes, um, that's different per person, even per uh, type. Uh, some people are designed to wait for the invitation. Some people are designed to follow their gut. Some people are designed to uh, to respond to life or to wait to respond. And so uh, that gets helps with the detail orientation to know how to uh, you know use your strategy uh, when an awkward situation comes up. Uh, mine happens to be, you know, wait for an emotional wave to pass. And so with my particular design, it's always better to uh, to not engage right away about the subject, but to give it some time, whether that's a few hours or a few days. And as I go through the process of the different emotions of whatever comes up, I see it more and more clearly. Um, so we will probably in future broadcasts or We'll cover more detailed about these um, particular subjects, but for anyone that's interested, you know, uh, right away, of course, uh, we do provide uh, readings and um, and charts uh, to help people out with that. 
Okay, next we are going to jump over to the visual side of the chart where you will see the layout of the human and the, the chakras or energy centers connected with what we call uh, channels going from a gate to, gate to a gate. So let's touch upon the uh, chakra system and if you want to just go over each one and, and what it represents. Sure. So this is basically a non-chakra design. Um, the, the basic seven, uh, you can visualize it in my sound journeys. When I do my sound journey through the chakras, I do a non-chakra system and I just add one above the head and below the feet. You can visualize it that way if you want to on the chart. Um, they are positioned uh, a little differently than the traditional seven chakra system, but they uh, correlate uh, very similarly. So the root chakra at the bottom um, is about your home life and uh, travel. So people that have this, what's called uh, activated, means that the center is colored and is putting energy out into the world. Then you can have a center that is not activated, and that means that it's white. But on every energy center, you have multiple what's called gates coming off of them. And you could think of that as um, support or protection. Um, so it can be someone can have a white center that is not activated, but have anywhere from one to eight uh, gates coming off. Um, but if it is white and it has no gates coming off, then it is what's called open. And that means the most vulnerable, the most empathic. And the way to look at this from an energetic standpoint is if someone has that root chakra and it is white and they get within, say, five feet of someone that has that activated, then it activates that inside of them. Uh, similar to how a uh, plug from a lamp just plugs into a receptacle and the energy connects. This is the way that we exchange energy back and forth. This is why you can go, you can get up and be in a great mood, uh, drive to the grocery store, buy groceries, get in your car and be in a horrible mood and not even really understand why. We exchange energy and this gives a visual of exactly how this is done. So I work with people in... Um, both privately with themselves working to understand and grow themselves. But this is so invaluable with family and in relationships. So in my relationship consultation classes and working with uh, parents with children, this helps to get a, a deeper understanding uh, very quickly of how to relate to these people. So that uh, root chakra is mainly about home life, and when it's activated, a person feels most comfortable at home. And then when it's white or not activated, uh, they're the traveling vagabonds. They're the ones that really can uh, call anywhere home, wherever they lay their head. And in relationships, right away, that is a very big caution anytime I see a couple where one has that white, one has it activated. The second chakra, just above it, is the sacral, and this is the creative center or the sexual center. So people that have this center activated, uh, they are just naturally inclined to uh, come from a creative uh, point of view, to look at things um, less linearly and more creative. And it also means that there's a certain amount of sexual energy that needs to be um, processed. And when a person has this center activated and they're not uh, sexually active and they're not being creative, uh, lots of times this can be the cause for depression or, or being um, just feeling down, uh, not feeling that zest for life. 
Um, so it's important to understand that all energy that is present needs to be moving. Next up, we have the intuitional center, which can also be called the spleen, and that's on the left-hand side. Yes, looking at the graph, uh, this is a little triangle to the to the left of the sacral. And this has to do with our intuition or how we utilize our intuition. People with this center activated or colored in, they have a great intuition about themselves. And that is quite a gift because I, I don't have this center activated. So I always relish when I come across people that have this because to be able to know like a supplement or a food or an event, whether it's right for you, is immediate for these people. They uh, confuse it by letting their mind and logic get in the way, but they always know what's right for them. And people with this center uh, not activated or white, they have a very keen and sharp intuition about others externally. But the cost is that it's more difficult to see yourself clearly. So, you know, in my work and in my private practice, um, this is what I utilize to help people uh, to actually uh, be easier for me to see what's going on. And as I'm hearing things, uh, to be able to use my intuition in a way to help them with with what they're dealing with uh, much easier than uh, what's going on in my life, per se. And I've worked with that over for over 20 years to hone that. But part of, uh, once again, this when I understood and got this uh, this visual and understood what part of my intuition I needed to work on, uh, which is an internal rather than an external. And so there are general sayings that whatever you see in someone else, it's really something about you. That This is correct around 50% of people. Um, but some people, what they see in others is truly what they're seeing. Uh, so, so this really helps to get people on a right track that really want to hone their intuition and help that. Um, then on the right side of the chart is another triangle to the right of the sacral, and this is the emotional solar plexus. And so with that emotional solar plexus, it's very similar. When people have this activated, such as myself, we are on a 24-hour-a-day, seven days a week uh, emotional roller coaster ride. So the, the purpose is to accept a process and learn that this – when we have an emotion that comes up, there's a process, and if we go through it uh, without reacting and without trying to fix it uh, by allowing the emotional wave to pass, we can see it clearly and we can communicate after that. And people with this white or not activated uh, means that they are the impasse. They are the emotional empaths that take on other people's energy and emotions. And these people typically uh, stay just weighted down by literally other people's junk. So this is a very um, quick and important point to get across to my clients when I come across the ones that have that uh, really either way, but but from an empathic standpoint, to see that white, uh, typically it gives people a lot of relief to understand that they haven't just been carrying their stuff. They've been carrying stuff through their, their whole lives of other people's. Then you go above the sacral and you come to uh, the heart center or the will center. And this is where that kind of um, balance between uh, willpower and trust is is started to see a little bit um, because when a person has this center white, 
they are typically very forgiving people. Um, but the problem is, is they have an obstacle with setting boundaries. So they can have a history of letting people walk over them or take advantage of them. But when this center is uh, read or activated, uh, such as mine is, it means that you come in with a very strong will. It means that uh, you're basically good at setting boundaries, but you can be uh, overly forceful. I call it setting a boundary with a sword, so to say. So, you know, red-hearted people have to learn to take things with a grain of salt, to take a step back. White-hearted people need to uh, step up their ability to set boundaries and to create um, that room for them to make proper decisions and to stand behind them. Um, so, uh, you know, I know that uh, with Aaron, is your, do you remember, is your heart activated or not? I think it's not. Yeah, yeah. And so, so once again, this is another area where, you know, he and I shares energy. And as we go on in future uh, broadcasts, we'll be discussing that more and more, how we light each other up. So next up, we have the GPS Center. Yeah, and with the GPS Center, it is uh, labeled uh, kind of just how it sounds. It It is our mark or feeling like we're going in the right direction. So I like to suggest that people that have this center activated, they do have this um, underlying life purpose that they feel um, pulled towards. And that... Um, is at different levels for different people. Uh, with me, my center is activated, and I've been on this trek for over 20 years, uh, developing this path, all this information. Haven't really had an understanding, a clear understanding of, of exactly how everything is going to pan out. But looking back, I can see how everything was connected. Even back when I did a job, which was uh, custom woodwork uh, work with um, finishes. And I got really deep into color matching. And then later on, uh, fast forward five more years, I'm studying color and frequencies from a, a healing and wellness standpoint. So it's all come together. And, and people with this white, such as my sons have, there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom to literally like do what you want to do as long as you want to do it and then go do something else. Um, so... For the white GPS person, just setting the boundaries or being stuck in a job that's not going anywhere, um, that can feel so frustrating. Um, so there's a there's a different kind of urge. There's normally for the white GPS person, it can be this urge toward freedom. And for the activated or colored in GPS person, it can be this, the more that they know about their direction and where they're going in life, the more freedom they can actually feel but it's two different types of freedoms uh my favorite is up next that's the throat center yeah and the throat center is um is very very interesting and uh i've expanded on this with my own research and brought some uh some of my own hypothesis after working with this system so i've uh, understand that this system is uh has been written about by many books and um those are just opinions and so I don't teach this system um, in any way except for the way that I use it within my work. 
And so uh, people can expand on that and take it as linearly as they care to. But my interest is really how to utilize this in the self-development work and communication uh, obstacles that we have with people. So with the throat center, people that have that activated are very powerful with their manifestation with their words. But remember, it is you're manifesting the so-called negative just as much as you are the so-called positive. Um, so there is a big responsibility that comes with that. And then with the throat chakra not activated, such as mine, um, I've, I've been uh, asking most everyone I come across that doesn't have a throat chakra to see if their manifesting isn't stronger when they don't speak about it and when they allow the energy to build. And I've had lots of great input with this, and I've proven it many times with myself. I haven't really found this written in a book, uh, how this seems to be a, a slightly different view of how to utilize this. But um, but that has shown some consistency, a high level of consistency that people that seem to have the opportunity for something to happen, that the less they talk about it, it kind of builds the energy and has uh, more of a chance of coming through. And see, part of the discipline with the non-throat activated center person is that when they get around someone that has that center activated it wants to activate it so it makes you want to vomit at the mouth so people that have this center activated and are standing in the line at the grocery store can have people just vomit their whole life to them just because they're activating their non-activated throat center so uh, so this center is is very powerful in many different ways. And when truly learned how to hone in the power of that, it can be extraordinary. And that's one of the reasons why this duo of you and I work uh, so great in this podcast is because I have it activated. And and uh, I mean, you've said that that I've asked the right questions to pull out the information from you. Yes, exactly. And, and that's the way I'm designed. I'm designed to answer questions rather than really just uh give speeches and uh and so with aaron and i sitting about approximately four feet from each other here he helps to activate and actually give my throat uh strength so uh typically by myself i have anywhere from 45 hour 45 minutes to an hour and a half of strength in talking Um, But normally with someone with an activated throat chakra, such as Aaron, I can go on for a few hours. And um, so we actually give each other energy. And when it's exchanged in the right way, there's not a loss on one side. And again, it's a reciprocation. All right. So we're going to go north to the mind center. Yeah. So the mind center, when it is activated, typically these people uh, work well within the confines of our educational system. Um, Typically, they can function at high levels of uh, linear thinking. um, And that just fits into uh, the way our government was designed, the way our school systems was designed. And typically, they have a strong memory. Uh, Some people's is long term. Some people's is short term. But that's why they typically resonate with our school system because our school system is built around memorization as opposed to experiences. And so the open mind center or white center, when it's white, means that um, that energy is open and flowing. So 
I have the mind center as white, and I really struggled through the whole school system. I was a C student at best and never really had a subject that lit me up. But once I got into uh, metaphysics and consciousness, um, I studied more uh, than I ever had in my life and read more. So it's all about stimulating the um, the person with a non-activated mind uh, with the right subject and then allowing them to just soak it in. Uh, so I trained myself coming from a Western um, astrology of being what's called a triple Virgo. Virgos can be very um, perfectionist and... I had to work a long time on letting that perfection go because it was getting in the way of me being able to be creative because I was always thinking. So for me personally, it changed my whole life when I learned to empty my mind and to trust that uh, the answer will come to me if it's the right person in the right time in the right place in the right duration, uh, rather than me having to stress out about remembering everything. So once again, neither way is better. Or worse, uh, it's just different. And that's interesting and uh, because uh, society always talks about like a left brain, right brain, and usually they're like, you only use one of these more than the other. But I've always wondered why I could, I'm really good at linear like coding stuff, but I'm also really creative. And I guess the combination of everything, having the mind center activated, but also having threes in my profile, uh, I guess is that where that balance comes from. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, there is, uh, of course, many different types of creativity. And so uh, just having that mind center, like, activated or not activated certainly doesn't uh, dictate whether someone is creative because that's why we're talking about the different, uh, whether it's the profile or whether it's your type or we'll get into the gates and channels. All of these um, different subjects are like ingredients to a pie. It makes the whole pie better when all the ingredients are there but if you take one or or so out it doesn't necessarily ruin the pie it just makes it it enhances it so to say so all of these different um, points are important um, but they do have different degrees of importance if you will and that helps when one's learning about themselves to to not just see it so black and white and just so linearly but to uh, use the structure of linear to help to study but while we're um, learning, even in a linear way, to uh, at the same time be open to information coming in that may not be on the page. So uh, this is how a person learns to learn about themselves and how to put all of these pieces together for that ultimate pie. And finally, the crown center at the top of the head. So, yeah, so the crown center, um, when it's activated, it uh, typically means that uh, this person will continue to follow some type of dogma. And, as, of course, none of these statements are 100 uh, percent all of the time. But many times what happens is um, whatever the religion or the spiritual path that this person has grown into, they just tend to uh, follow it, uh, not necessarily questioning it so much. Um, there's nothing right or wrong with that. And then people with that center not activated or white um, typically means that, you know, they're more open uh, to many different ways, many different uh, types of religions and spiritual paths. 
And so once again, in a relationship, this can sometimes cause conflict if one is more dogmatic than the other. But understand, even when I use the term dogmatic, I don't mean it negative in any way, because when someone believes something as their truth, um, it is truly that. It is their truth. Uh, so it can be more challenging to move one's uh, perception or the way they're looking at it when they have the mind center and the crown center activated um, to where with the mind center and the crown center white or not activated, those people sometimes can be misjudged as flighty or indecisive, a little too open. So hopefully in this uh, description of all of these different parts of this system, and there's, there is more to go, uh, we will see that once again, there is no uh, center or gate or type that is better than anything else. And, if we all truly work together, we could be a phenomenal community by pulling on people's strengths and helping to build their weaknesses. And we're just here to teach and share with each other. In coming to a close of this introduction, we do get into, you know, gates and channels, which is another um, aspect or flavor to this. And basically, two gates make a channel and the gates are connected to the planets and so this is where some of the uh, planetary influence comes in. And it makes your own specific kind of pie, if you will. And once again, not to compare. It's really to help people see our differences. So hopefully this can uh, aid to help people to understand that we all are very different, uh, but we're similar at the same time. And so if we can quit focusing on all of these differences and uh, learn to shine where we're strong and learn to be humble where we're weak. Uh, this is the whole basic idea of the information behind this podcast and this frequency-based philosophy is to help each other grow and to shine, like I said, in our strengths, to take advantage and defer when there's someone around that carries that strength and then to be ready and be prepared uh, when we step into a situation or an environment to where our strength shines. And hopefully we can learn to love uh, each other's individuality. One of my favorite things about this system is the ability to see what is happening when you get close to another person. And a lot of people will say, I feel so free around this person, or I feel this, I feel creative, I feel like I can speak my truth. And, you know, for me personally, this gives a visual representation of what is actually happening on an energetic scale. Yes, and, and it helps to clear up uh, so many communication problems. Say, for instance, you have a manifesting generator which can create anything that they want in their life. If they want a new job, they go and they create it. Uh, they want a new hobby, they go and they create it because they have so much energy. But then if they have a projector or reflector child, the uh, projectors and reflectors don't have motors themselves. They don't have that self-motivating um, inclination uh, like that manifesting generator parent so they can get misjudged as lazy uh, especially if they say they have a brother or sister that is a manifesting generator like mom or dad then that becomes the favorite child just because of the communication so this helps to resolve that like children aren't out there just being belligerent like so many parents think there are literally those that need others to have the energy to make things happen 
And those are the projectors and reflectors. But their great skill is managing people because they're sensitive to feel everyone's needs and everyone's strengths and where to put them. So once again, any any place that there is a deficiency, there is, you know, an abundance and vice versa. Um, so so it all equals out in the wash. But my hope is that this changes the way that we interact with um, with our mates, with um, our family, our children, our parents even, uh, to understand that, uh, you know, especially when you can see that a parent or a child is a completely different type than you, um, right away it can change the, the communication and the comprehension of that, that relationship. And once you change the intention and the perception, then wellness and healing can can happen. So in closing, if this has made somebody's mouthwater or curiosity peak, how can they get in touch with you to uh, get a reading or get their chart? Yeah, so um, I do give these readings. And with the human design, it is a, uh, a reading, and I normally do include the, the other system as well. I do sell reports with the other system, the Destiny Card System, uh, the numerology, for $25 that gives you a yearly layout of your whole year and the influences that are uh, going to be available. So you can contact me at www.vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E, um, to set up an appointment. Uh, there is a, a sessions uh, tab on there. And you can contact me and we can uh, set up a time uh, to do it over phone. Normally, I like to have a minimum of 90 minutes, um, 90 minutes to two hours. But if someone wants just a 30 minute or a one hour uh, reading, um, you know, I'm interested in uh, providing that as well. So uh, there are many avenues. My phone number is on my website, emails on my website. So uh, please uh, contact me even through the wise wise. Um, I mean, of course, uh, constantly checking that in any uh, emails or contacts that come through there as well. And one last thing, Alexander, what would be some examples of uh, situations where somebody would want to get one of these uh, reports and readings? Okay, really anyone that's uh, struggling in their intimate relationships, especially, uh, they feel like they just can't communicate um, or they just want to communicate at a deeper level and understand their partner deeper because understand that we need to love people the way they want to be loved, not the way we want to love them. So the, one of the most loving things to do is to understand the person and love them and communicate with them the way they were designed to. And uh, so whether this is your child uh, this can help tremendously with children, especially people that have multiple kids, because you can't raise. Well, you can if you raise the children the same, you get different results with all of them. And this helps break it down of why to show on a visual that, oh, you've got a generator kid, a manifestor kid and a projector kid. If that hypothetical happens to a family, uh, they are going to be uh, very different in the way that they receive and interact with the family. And I worked with a lady in Sweden that had that that layout. And between four kids, uh, her husband and herself, they had four out of the five types. So we covered all of them. And a few weeks later, she sent me a message saying how much better everything was uh, since we'd gone through that. 
So uh, whether it's intimate relationships, understanding to toward forgiveness, like people that have issues with their uh, parents, you know, if you can find out their their birth information and you can see this on a visual once again, it can help people with uh, forgiveness and uh, forgiveness is a big part of wellness and working towards true healing. So even in working environments, um, I can go in and work with anybody that uh, has employees or manages multiple people and just give them a few pointers of how to um, bring a situation to each individual differently to get quicker results. Because my whole concept is if you're interested in communicating with people, then you don't carry a preference of how you say or do it. And I was hung up on this for a long time. I was uh, over 10 or 15 years ago. I was really set on I've got a way to give my message and I'm going to give it. And the people that get it, get it. And the people that don't, just don't. And that was my truth for a while. And then I realized that, no, it's my responsibility to find the different ways that people receive energy. And I learned this through uh, being a, a guitar and bass teacher. And seeing that with every student, if I truly wanted to be a good teacher, I had to change my lesson up for every student and teach it in a different way because they were at a different age, at a different skill level. And so my interest as a teacher started way back then is finding out how people learn. And this is a great system to help introduce that. Um, so I welcome you guys. Please contact me and uh, let's grow this understanding of one another. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander-themed clothing, 
or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com. V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.